Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 276. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and welcome to the gang. Yeah, hey, look, it's a little, we're a little depleted today. Charles is, uh, I don't know what the hell Charles is doing. He said he's not going to come in, and if he does, it might be in the last hour. So that's okay. We can bring him in. And Chris is uh, taking a personal day, and we'll see what happens on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I don't even know when the next show is. I hate long weekend football. You know, I hate the Labor Day concept. The entire thing is stupid. Why are we having football games on Monday? They should be Friday nights and Saturday nights. Two games Friday night, two games Saturday night. Be done. That way nobody is playing on a stupidly short week. Okay, so you play football Monday night and then you got to play Thursday or Friday. Like, come on. This is football. These guys need a chance to relax. Calm down. I know, I know. I didn't even look at the schedule to find out whether or not anybody playing on Monday. Who's playing on Monday? Edmonton, Calgary, Toronto, Hamilton. Okay, so Hamilton's playing again on Saturday, so that's like a five-day week. And uh, Toronto's playing, oh, on Saturday against Hamilton, so that's kind of fair. And then, of course, it's the Labor Day rematch, right? And then Edmonton and Calgary are playing Saturday as well. So, you know, they're playing football five days later. Yes, unfortunately, they're not playing against somebody who's coming off a bye or something like that. But you know why else I hate Labor Day? BC Lions never get to play. We have no rivalry. There's no no team in the league that that wants to play with us. We're just like this, like, orphan little redhead. Never mind. I won't talk about that. It's, it's, it would just... That's just so politically incorrect. Uh, anyhow, yeah, BC's never got a good rivalry. We've got nobody to play in, in, in Labor Day, so we get the bye for Labor Day and then have to come back and play Ottawa next week. Okay, so, yeah, and then Ottawa and Montreal kind of get messed up in their rivalry because they don't get to play back-to-back games against each other because BC's there. You can't give BC two byes in a row. That would be ridiculous. Although, with this schedule, it wouldn't be surprising. Okay, so... That's my rant on Labor Day. That's my rant on long weekend games. I hate them whether they're uh, Thanksgiving or July 1st or I don't care. I just, I don't like long weekends. Football's not meant to be played on Monday. I don't care what America says on Monday night football. I don't care. Football should be Friday night and Saturday night. Enough, Enough of this Thursday night garbage. Okay, I'm ranting away on this. I don't know what my opinion is and whether or not anybody believes it. I don't care. Okay, hang on. I got that button there. There's a button there. I don't care button. Ding! There's Will's I don't care button. Okay, so uh, what else is happening? There's a ton of things. Uh, Manny, Manny Arsenal's gone for six, minimum six. No, he's gone for the season. He's on the six-game injury list, but he's gone for the season with a torn ACL. Boom, bang, Manny's gone. BC's got two other receivers, a couple other receivers. They can't catch the ball. We're shit. What the hell's going on? <laughs> You can see them crashing in the power rankings because they got no power. Okay, let's open up some mics here and talk to uh, – we got Will McDonald and we got Mark Weddle. Mark, welcome to the show, my friend. How you doing? 
Thank you. Doing really good. Had a okay week. Started my dragon boat practice today for a um, couple of weeks from now. So I'm a little stiff from that, but you know, ready to talk football. And did when Ottawa was gone, did BC not play Montreal every Labor Day? Yeah, they did, but there was usually uh, there was usually a uh, the next week one of them was on a bye. Oh, okay. Right. Somebody has to be on a bye, right? Yeah. yeah. And you can be happy well, about then. the Thursday games that are gone. They're done for the season. Yeah, I know. And that's a good thing. What's what's that, Will? Yes. Well, Will? then, in two years from now, you can be excited because it'll be <laughs> the Coast Labor Day Classic, BC versus Halifax, every yep. Labor Day. Ooh-ah! East Coast versus West Coast. Here we go. Let's start the hype now, baby. Are you still there? Uh, there's only a four-hour time difference. That would be perfect. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, and then, then they're going to have a Labor Day Monday afternoon, one o'clock in Halifax is what eight thirty in the morning in BC. <laughs> Shit, half there the you BC's go. not your, out of your bed whole yet. Day's, your whole day's not over, okay? You watch a football game and then do some work. It'll be perfect for you. I'd never get away with it. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I, I just don't like Monday games. I think that it's stupid, right? There's no reason for it. It's still a holiday. Yeah, great. Let's have, a, you know, Thanksgiving. It's supposed to be Thanksgiving Day. It's not supposed to be out watching football. You're supposed to be with the family. Football Friday night, football Saturday night. Yeah, it's a long weekend. So what? I don't know. Mark, you watching football this weekend or you going camping? No, I'm done camping. Wow. I'm watching football this weekend. You think I'm okay. missing the Labor Day game? Come on. I don't know. When was the last time the Bombers won in Labor Day? Last year. Yeah, they won last year. Did they? Okay. But yeah. before that, was it 10 That's years That's because Saskatchewan like sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Tough uh, call. <laughs> I don't know, Will, if they lost the year before. Nichols has a decent I think they did. I think they no, did. I think they did. Who did? What? What are you talking about? Winnipeg lost the not the last one, the one before that. I do believe. Well, when was Labor Day? But I think so. Week twelve. Same time as it. Same time last year, only a year earlier. <laughs> Winnipeg won those two. They won two thousand and sixteen. Twenty-eight, twenty-five. And I'm pretty sure last year they were actually undefeated at Mosaic. Who? The Riders? Most most no, of the time. Most of the time, I only remember this from past history. Pigish shit can on Labor Day all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a stretch Sorry. where it was forever. Mm-hmm. And, and like Calgary wins the Labor Day game every year. I mean, when was the last time Edmonton won in Calgary on Labor Day? Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. It has been a while. No, it's so, uh, I don't. I don't like this tradition. The CFL's full of traditions. This is one I don't like. Well, because you never have a chance to get involved in it. 
There's been many years. The only exciting thing for Winnipeg and or Saskatchewan is winning the Labor Day game. <laughs> yeah. Banjo picking inbred. Inbred. Hey, the 15th anniversary of that coming up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Shall we go on and talk football? Certainly. Montre- Montreal yeah. Alouettes are going to Ottawa. To play the Red Blacks, Frank Clair Stadium, E.D. Place, Lansdowne Park. Is Montreal... Sherman has not announced who his quarterback's going to be. That's first. Friday night game, August 31st. Can Montreal stun the Red Blacks? I mean, Red Blacks have to be the favorite here. They're they're number one in the East, but that doesn't say much. Um, yeah, can can what's going to happen here? This is kind of weird. Mark, what do you figure? I don't think Ottawa is going to lose to Montreal. I just with Montreal's defense, and I know they played a lot better last week. Mm. The, this is right now. Trevor Harris is hot. He's throwing a ton of yards. Uh, against that defense, if, if they start getting down, it could be just an absolute blowout. I don't think it will, but depending on who starts, this is what I hate about having to do our picks. We don't even know who the bloody starting quarterback is, and it is a huge thing, considering the way Pipkin played, and then there's Johnny, which... He's, I know, I did read Strakowski said that uh, he had been sharing the number one stuff in practice. So I guess they're seeing, I'm going to assume that he's not that dumb and Pipkin does get another chance to start. But even with Pipkin in, you know, he's only played one game really, so he's not the next coming of Chris Strebler or anything like that. But I'm going to oh, go Ottawa. Oh, shut up. I did that on purpose. I was a shot at a few people that listened to this show. <laughs> Anybody um, who has any faith in Strebler right now is really misled. I didn't say I did. There's a few people that do, but that's for another part of the podcast. Sure. Um, I'm going to go with Ottawa. I'm going to say it's relatively close. Would Chris put his picks in, right? I don't want to take the same as he did. I, I got Chris's okay. picks at Ottawa yeah. 32, uh, Montreal 24. Charles didn't say, his picks. No, I'm going to say Ottawa 37, Montreal 28. Well, that's a lot of points for Montreal. I don't think they've scored yeah. that many points all year, have they, in one game? Well, yeah, you never know. Pipkin could be the next big star. We don't know. Nobody has game film on him. And hey, if Johnny plays, maybe he lights it up. <laughs> Who knows? What was your score? What was your score mark? 37-28. Really? I mean, what are you going to do, Will? Um, crap. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, Al's at Red Blacks. I was going to pick the Al's last week and I didn't. 
What the hell? Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go. Al's twenty-eight. Red Blacks twenty-seven. Yes, you heard that right. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I, I heard it. I'm going to pick Ottawa, and I'm going to pick Ottawa 36, Montreal 12. We don't have Charles' scores. We don't have his picks, so we can't talk about them and where they're going to do. This is going to mess up some people out there, but hey, too bad. I don't care. <laughs> Charles didn't give a score. So there's nothing I could do about it. The next game up. <laughs> this game is a little exciting for some folks. It's a little bit gets a little boisterous on that border crossing between Manitoba and Saskatchewan on their way to Regina. And then you got people like Jared who stops and takes a piss on the Welcome to Saskatchewan sign and then posts a picture of it. <coughs> Just to get things going, you might as well just start it up and get her going, right? Okay, so we got the Winnipeg Blue Bombers traveling west to Regina. I think they could probably roll downhill from there. I think if you left Winnipeg, isn't it kind of downhill all the way to Regina? Um, It is a straight line. Okay, they're going to Regina to play the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Rough Riders going to be a noisy house. Who's going to win this one, Will? Oh, you're really... It's a tough one. This is today, the, one you? of the toughest ones to play, pick this year. Well, you know what? The Bombers... The Bombers haven't done themselves any favors at all. None. Because I do, I do believe, Mark, and correct me if I'm wrong, how many... What game are we on with the Bombers? Ten. How many no, games 11. do we have left? Oh. Yeah, well, game eleven. There's eleven. Yeah. There's eleven games left, or they've played no, eleven. No, they've no. It'll they've be eleven. This this weekend is going to be eleven, so there will be seven more games after this. So they have eight games left, and I think I looked at it this morning, and the Bombers play out of those eight games. They play seven teams. That have winning records. Yeah, they don't have an easy schedule. They're kind of screwed, glued, and tattooed. Maybe if if they show something, which I I don't know. I don't know, man. If their defense plays well against other teams, like they did against Calgary on Saturday or this past Saturday, maybe they have a shot. If Matt Nichols keeps on throwing interceptions to defensive ends, they're screwed. Um, I, I got a feeling that if the Rough Riders beat Winnipeg this weekend, I think you're going to see Chris Trevler. I really do. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking that out loud. Um, and one of the things I heard on a couple of podcasts this week is Matt Nichols, as a quarterback, he's never taken the team on its back and won games, okay? It's always been a team thing, and now he's criticizing, supposedly, his receivers. I think 
There's some dissension in Winnipeg these days. But on that note, because Will is a man of principles, there's no way I'm picking Saskatchewan. Okay. (laughs) Um, 32-27 for Winnipeg. What what was your score? What was Mark's score? Mark hasn't put in a score, but Chris went Saskatchewan thirty five thirty. It's Mark's turn. Okay. Well, I think we're pretty sure, obviously, who I'm going to take to win. Um, I do agree with Will that it's kind of a statement game more for Nichols than it is for the Bomber defense. You know, if you look at the stat line and the Bombers have defense? uh, If you look at the stat line and the final score and the 500 yards and blah, blah, blah that the Bombers defense gave up, what did they give in the final five minutes? What did they give up? 200 yards in offense? You know, it was just everything that could go wrong went wrong in the last few minutes of that game. For But if you if you take the last two games they've let in over nine hundred yards in, in offense. Sorry. Actually it's over a thousand. Okay. I think. <laughs> but even you just said that the Barmer defense played very well last week. They just didn't play that full fourth quarters. Well they were tired. Saskatchewan's obviously. offense is not Calgary's offense. In the last three games, Saskatchewan's favorite son in Zach Caleros has thrown exactly one touchdown pass. One in three games. Yep. I don't hear anybody shredding him because of how badly his offense has been playing. They are winning on defense. The big and why is that, Mark? Why don't you hear about Calaris? Because they're winning on defense. Man, no, because he doesn't have he doesn't have a big mouth like Matt Nichols. Well, yeah, there's that too. Okay, and yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> if you, I'm gonna go and say that Nichols has a much better game, and I'm not talking he's throwing for 350, 400 yards. That's not what he does. He's gonna, I really think he'll be protecting the ball a lot better. They took Darvin Adams and they've moved him inside. And they've put Corey Washington, who's a rookie that has played some this year and has made some great catches when they've needed them when he's played. So that is a very good move. Chandler Fenner has been taking all the number one um, spots at the Sam linebacker all for the practices. Leggett hasn't really played much or practiced much. Apparently he's a little banged up, so I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him a lot. Uh, They are moving guys around. At least they're trying to figure this out on the defense now. They are moving some guys in and moving them around. And Christopher, as you know, Fenner is a very good player, so it's not a huge drop-off. Um, I think you'll see a much better game out of Adam Big Hill. He 
and I'm not putting any kind of blame on him whatsoever for last week. But he only had, I think it was one or two tackles, which you almost never hear from him. So hopefully Richie Hall schemes a little bit better than the soft zone, which they went back to for whatever reason. Um, play a lot more man. If you can get at Kaleros, we know what's going to happen. You don't have to hit him. You just have to get near him. And Saskatchewan's offense isn't lighting it up. I'm pretty sure we all agreed that Saskatchewan didn't beat BC. BC's receivers beat BC is realistically what happened. So I'm not worried about Saskatchewan's offense. Am I worried about their defense and the way their defensive ends? Oh, hell yeah. You know, they're going to have to keep some max protection in for Nichols in the pocket because he's obviously still banged up with the knee. But I'm still going to go with Winnipeg, obviously. I'm going to keep it relatively low scoring, though. I'm going to say Winnipeg wins 27-19. 27-19 for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Okay, now... Here's the big one for me. I honestly don't know. This is a coin toss. This game is a complete coin toss for me. I think either team is going to win, could win. I think Saskatchewan defense, their offense is questionable. Winnipeg's offense is a little better than questionable, and their defense is questionable. They got a serviceable quarterback. Saskatchewan's got an outstanding quarterback that's trying to get his rhythm back and he doesn't have it. But it's going to be in Mosaic Stadium and it's going to be loud. And I don't know whether or not that's probably the best thing for Matt Nichols. If this was in Winnipeg, I don't think he'd be as good. This, I'd be so confident in Winnipeg or have anything for Winnipeg. No, I, it, I think Saskatchewan's going to win this one. It's going to be a real challenge. Thank you, Chanel. You're Sorry, my daughter just gave me something. Present. Um, Winnipeg. I can't, I can't pick Saskatchewan. I can't do it. It's just something deep down in my belly just won't. I, I, I reached into the cupboard today to pick up a glass. My Wife bought a bunch of these plastic glasses. They, they're, they're clear, and they've got a little tint to them everywhere in there. I can't pick up the green one. I can't do it. I, I, I reach out to, no, i got to go get the blue one or purple one or pink or green, anything but green. Can't do it. I can't pick up something green. I hate the color. And not because of Saskatchewan. I just never like green. But just because they're Saskatchewan, I, no, forget it. Can't do it. Winnipeg's going to win this game. Ah, 28-21. I just make this shit up. I have no idea what the score is going to be. I just make it up. Uh, but, yeah, I can't pick Scott. Sorry, can't do it. Can't do it. I can't. This goes against everything I believe in. I'm kind of like Will and Edmonton here. So, we're going to leave this one. I don't know why I picked Winnipeg. I, they're they're going to lose. But that's okay. Uh, the next game is the Edmonton-Calgary game. Edmonton Eskimos coming into the Stampeder land to play football. It's like walking into a minefield. It just doesn't work well for anybody. 
Edmonton, can you do it? The Calgary's five and zero at home. Edmonton is three and one against division rivals. Haven't played Calgary yet. They're playing them back to back. I don't know. They're two and three on the road. Edmonton is. I don't have a lot of faith in the Eskimos in this game. Will, I know you're not picking Edmonton. Give me a score. How do you know that? How do you know that? Because you can't pick Edmonton oh. on any on a good day, especially when they're playing against Calgary. When's the last time you yeah, picked but, Edmonton to win? Yeah, but they're due. They're due, baby. They're due. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's Labor Day. Doesn't matter they may how be due. They may is. very well be due, and they may actually do it. But I have um, zero faith in you picking them to do it. Refresh my memory. Edmonton lost last week, did they not? Yes, they did. To they did. Who did they lose to? Hamilton. By a point, right? Yeah, because I won that game last week. Okay. Yeah. Um, Edmonton. Uh, you know what? Edmonton, I've been looking at their schedule, too. And they may not win another game this year. They may not win another game this year. It's gonna be tough for them. Well, they're playing they Ottawa. Another tough record. And they play yeah, Winnipeg. Well, but Ottawa, Ottawa's got a better record. They play Ottawa. Saskatchewan's got a better record. So, hey, they play BC. Yeah, I'm looking for big things out of BC. Yeah, okay. so am I. I mean, if you, if you if you look at if you no no, but if you look at BC's last three losses, what did they lose by? Three points, four points, something like that. Yeah, a, a, a field goal, pretty much all yeah, the way across. So, right, so they could actually be six and three if they had some finishers. Just saying, they they you know what they, I mean. The last they la- they won in week nine, week ten they they lost by a point. And in right. week 11, they lost by three points. Right. They They're a lot better than their record is. Yes, sir. They have to be. Um, but uh, this is Will's favorite game of the year, of course, because he gets to go to the football game with his boss and his boss's wife and their three little kids. Oh, God <laughs> save me. Yeah. Okay. Sarcasm's a little thick here. Yep. God save me. Anyways, um, and I control the football tickets, and I actually said yes when he said to me last week, "Can I bring my whole family?" And I'm like, "Uh, okay. You pay for them, so I guess I can say yes to that." Anyways, I am gonna pick the Calgary Stampeders. Come on, get your pen going here, Will. Calgary Stampeders. 49, yes, you heard it here, 49, and the Edmonton Eskimos, 18. Not even going to be close. Not even going to be close. Mark, do you agree with Will? I agree with Will on, yes, Calgary's going to win. Let's face it, like we talk about every week, on either whether it's on here or on the page, there's Calgary, and there's Montreal, and there's everybody else in between. But Calgary, like Ed, Cal, Winnipeg's got a bad defense, especially in the secondary. Have we watched Edmonton's secondary? 
I wouldn't be surprised if Mitchell throws for another 450 yards again in this one. Really? Um, I don't think you'll see another two-interception game from a defensive end or defensive lineman. (laughs) Just don't see it happening again, especially a pick six. But I just think Calgary is that much better than Edmonton. I know Edmonton's got the record. They're in second place, blah, blah, blah. But they lost to Hamilton, and Calgary is coming off their best game of the season. Yeah, that too. But, you know, they're coming off the best game of the year where they've been struggling this year. They're going to have a massive amount of confidence. And when Mitchell gets confident, and they've got a completely different running game now without Messam, and they've got guys in there that can actually run and are more scat back than he ever was. It's a completely different thing. Edmonton hasn't seen Calgary this year. Um, <laughs> Calgary hasn't seen gonna, Edmonton this year. Yeah, the, the, you know, there's, they're, they're just on two different levels. Calgary's on a level all their own. You know, we may make the comments about the Grey Cup and everything else, but they're in a level all their own right now in the league. I'm going to say... Calgary, I'm going to go with one, one of Brendan's 50 burgers. I'm going to say 50, Calgary 51, Edmonton 29. I'll give him 29. Okay. So uh, Chris picked the Calgary to win 33-28. They're due. Final score. 33-28. I like Chris's score, but I'm picking the Edmonton Eskimos to win. Somebody has to. Loser. I'm not even close to winning this year, so who cares? I'm I'm picking as bad as you. Did I say that loud? Yep, you did. I probably, I probably shouldn't have. Wow. Okay. So the last game on Labor Day Monday is going to be the Toronto Argonauts, and they're going down to Timbit Field to play Hamilton Tigger Cats. This one's not going to be a tough game to pick, is it? Hamilton's just like excelling. They're they're going so fast. They're almost up to the school's own speed limit. Um, Toronto. Looking pretty good with their new quarterback there, McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Even though he lost the last game, he played pretty good in it. Jeremiah Mazzoli. There's a hot quarterback. He's got a hot hand. No, I don't know. Will, what's going on in this game? Well, it's 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 a funny thing. I had a conversation this afternoon with a non football fan. And uh, this weekend, I'm expecting a truck from Houston. And this person who is arranging the truck lives in Hamilton. And I said, okay, the truck can come any day of the weekend except for Monday after 2 o'clock. Forget about it. And she said, why? And I said, because I go to Labor Day game. And she goes, oh, my God. Is there a Labor Day game this weekend? I said, yeah. She lives two blocks away from Tim Bitsfield. 
never been to a football game, oh, but she God. hears every day when they score. Okay, she hears when there's problems, and she says if she doesn't watch it, people park on her lawn. Okay, <laughs> because there's no parking at Tim Bits Field apparently. So she wasn't a happy girl. Anyways, I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched. And I'm going to give the advantage to the home team, I guess, in this case. And I think it'll be close. And I'm going to say 30. 30. Come on, pen work. 30 to 28. 30 to 28 for Hamilton Tiger Cats. Um, yep. Oh, Chris has Hamilton winning 28 21. Mark, what's your plan here, buddy? Yeah, I've been really going back and forth on this one because it's going to be a tight game. Um, I think the home field advantage definitely comes into factor here. Uh, Hamilton has played really well this year. Toronto obviously started off kind of tire fire-ish, but they've settled in with a quarterback now that seems to be doing well enough. You know, he's not lighting it up. He lost last week, but he still, like you said, played very well. Um, You know, it would be more interesting if Carter was playing. I don't quite understand the <laughs> you sign a guy and you're not going to play him for two games. Like, okay. Yeah, September, this... September 24th or something like that, isn't it? Yep. Uh, he's not playing this week or next week. They've announced that, which, oh, why'd you sign him if you're going to sit him on the bench for two? <laughs> you know, I want to see him in the, on the field. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go. You just want to watch a train wreck. Yes, it's I, fun. I think uh, I think Tress wants who's got the power. What's Was that? that? English. <laughs> well, your your mic's not working. Go ahead. No, it's a, anyway, did we lose him? Um, no, I'm oh, here. Oh, there you oh, go. Okay, okay yes, finish your thought. i got to change my mic. Okay. We can let you do that. Oh. Jingle <laughs> bells, jingle bells. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Yeah, unfortunately, we can. <sighs> okay. I said... I think Tressman is trying to show them who has show him who has the power, and it's not Deron Carter. What did you see? His oh. dad actually has chimed in now too. Chris Carter yep. has. Yep. So he could be right, but anyway, I'm I'm going to go with Toronto <laughs> just because I'm not a Hamilton fan. I guess I don't know. I'm going to say Toronto twenty six, Hamilton twenty two. Wow. I don't know what to do here. I really think Toronto's on, on the upswing. I'm kind of bandwagoning the Argonauts just because they're so pathetic in uh, 
the seating capacity kind of like BC. Um, kindred spirit, so to speak. But I don't know. I, I, you know what? I'm going to go with Toronto. Screw it. I'm going to pick Toronto. I'm going to pick Toronto 28-24. Oh. See what happens. That's the Labor Day Classic. This is when the CFL season officially starts. Do you believe that? All the games up to this point do not matter. Why don't we just wipe the slate clean and start over? Because we can't do that. Because the entire season counts. Bunch of idiots who think Labor Day is the start of the CFL season. Who cares? You're a moron. Calgary's already clinched top spot in the Western Division, in the league. Labor Day hasn't even started. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's ridiculous to me. Okay. Let's jump over to our agenda and see what Charles has got planned for us. Mike Sherman has not yet named a starter for this week's game against Ottawa. If you were the coach, who would you start? Ooh. Ooh. Pipkin had a great game. Johnny Manziel... He's not playing poor. Not playing great, but he's not playing poorly. Where's your money? It's in Manziel. He needs practice. He needs experience. How does he get experience without losing? Johnny Manziel's going to start this game, in my opinion. Who would I start? Well, wins matter, but Montreal so far behind it does not matter so right now they are playing for the future I would start Johnny Manziel I think he will start that's my opinion which obviously doesn't matter okay Will what do you think who's going to start are you in the Johnny Manziel camp now now that he's part of the CFL and he's actually here he signed a contract and he's playing and Anything else? Are you kind of being a fan of his, or you just think he's pawn scum? Will, your mic's not on. I like I like what he's done. Okay. Okay. But I still think you should give him another week if he's concussed. Okay. And he is concussed. Okay. There's no doubt about it. And you you don't lose much with Pipkin. And he played well the other day. And he also played well in the game that he lost. So um, if you take if you take a two-game sample, Johnny Manziel's first game, which was a disaster, not necessarily his fault, and Johnny Manziel's second game, which was better. But then you take Pipkin's first game, it was pretty good, and then you take Pipkin's second game, and it was pretty good, and he won. So I think there's no – I think you take Pipkin. Just saying. Um, you know, I mean, what the heck? It's not – I think right now – on Montreal, guys are trying out to see who's going to make the team next year because they ain't going yeah. to do nothing this year. No. So I think you try a whole bunch of different guys. And maybe they'll look much better next year at the beginning of the season. But that will probably all go out the window once they uh, fire uh, Ed Hervey. Ed Hervey's in so, BC. You're talking about Cavis Reed. Sorry, not Ed. Cavis Reed. I get the two guys mixed up. They look like. Anyways, um, Cavis Reed. Oh, did you just say that? I did so. They look alike. They do. 
story. And they both and they both were with Edmonton at one point in their life. So I get them mixed up. It's that it's that green color, okay? Um, anyways, that's just my thoughts. Nice recovery. Go ahead. What's your thoughts? Are no, you that finished? was my thought. That's you, your thought. You, it's you, over. You put you put Pipkin on. No doubt about it. My mind. Or or you know what? Split it up. Throw Johnny Manziel in there. If he's not very good, he's got a short leash, and you put Pipkin in. Well, I think they should be playing with two quarterbacks right now. I think they should. I don't know if that does any good for anybody's confidence, but, I mean, starting half a game is a lot better than starting no game. So, there you go. Go for it. Let's see what happens. And I really don't believe they're paying. I think Johnny Manziel's uh, contract is based on how much he plays, isn't it? Yeah. That's what it was when he started with Hamilton, and I'm assuming he's got the same contract. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's heavily bonused. Yeah. yeah. It would have to be. What Moran would pay him a lot of money to sit on the bench. Davis Reed. <laughs> anyway. He paid Darian Durant how much last year? <laughs> I mean, think about it. Think about it. I don't have to. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Well, on that point, Will, um, they may not play Manziel because on one of the topics we've got coming up is they are up against the cap heavily up against the cap. That's why they got rid of Landon Rice, and it was admitted. Yeah? Yeah, they're heavily against the cap. So if they play Manziel a lot and he hits those bonuses, do you really want to be fined? Even, you know, it's the dollar for dollar, so it's not a massive fine. But do you really want to be fined because you played Johnny Manziel and you won maybe four games on the season? Um but is this when maybe Sherman goes with the Chris Jones philosophy on quarterbacks, where you flip them every play, every three plays, you know, every couple of sets of downs? Myself, I'm putting Pipkin in. Looking at the re- the reaction at the end of that game last week, you would have thought they won the Grey Cup the excitement they had when he got that touchdown and the entire team ran to the fans and they were slapping him on the head and they were high-fiving him. Every, that entire, I haven't seen that team that excited in a long time. So really, the team has kind of rallied around this kid really quickly. And you're going to mess with that? That you know, the, they've got a really fragile team right now, ego-wise. Their ego is high after that win. We none of us expect them to win this week, but if they put Manziel in and he stinks, is the team just going to go? Uh, here we go again. Yay! We had a quarterback that got us a win and played well on this loss, and now we're back to this. Because even when Manziel did play last, yeah, he was on his way in for a touchdown until he got rocked. But he still wasn't lighting it up and even throwing and completing passes consistently. 
whereas Pipkin in his couple of games really has thrown a very consistent ball, and especially the deep ball. That's where he's impressed me the most is his deep throws because they're right, they were right on the money in a lot of them with guys all over the receiver. So now, you know, you do use the philosophy of the season's lost basically already, although it is the East, you never know. But the season's say it is lost realistically. So try guys out. Guys are trying for jobs. But Manziel's still learning the game because when he was in Hamilton, the entire training camp, he did not take one snap under center. They had him in virtual reality. I don't understand that one where you put on a headset and you do virtual reality snaps. Mm-hmm. That that one is just, I know it's really neat and it's the upcoming way to do stuff, but you're not getting the feel of it in virtual reality versus reality. So they probably will start Manziel because they made the big trade for him, everything else. But you're just going to look stupid if you lose with Manziel. If you lose with Pipkin or Pipkin stinks and you keep Pipkin on a short leash, if he all of a sudden starts really playing badly, yeah, throw in Manziel. But if you're putting Manziel in, can you keep him on a short leash? You know, the blessing is that it's in the it's in Ottawa. It's not in Montreal, so you're not going to have the fans losing their you know just getting totally disinterested immediately. So, I can see them starting Manziel, but I really do think the salary cap problem is going to come into effect there with that heavily bonused contract that he has. And didn't we all basically say that? when he did sign with Hamilton and everything else. And didn't we all basically say that he needed to watch the game for a year? Well, we say that about any game. quarterback. Yeah. So realistically, Pipkin's their best chance to win right now. Let Manziel learn the game. You know, he was out of football too long. Let him learn the game. But I can see Sherman and Reed being – their usual stubborn selves and putting them in and keeping them in all game no matter what. That's about it. So hmm. what, is, what is the rule? What is the rule? Do you have to cut guys before the Labor Day game, before their salaries are guaranteed, or is it after the Labor Day game? It's after. They did change it a bit, though. Um, it was, if you'd played so many years, I think it was six years, and then it got changed to after the Labor Day game, but the guys below that were still before the Labor Day game. I can't remember for sure. I know that they did I'm change surprised. It I'm surprised we haven't seen a bunch of releases this week, so. But who knows, right? Yep, who knows? Because I'm sure every team's got some dead weight. So. Anyways. Next. Next. And what do you want to talk about? The Hamilton Tiger Cats have reacquired lineman 
Lyndon Rice. Not Lyndon Rice, is it? Landon. Landon Rice. Charles on his phone again. Landon Rice, who was released by Montreal. Rice went over in the Johnny Manziel trade. Does this move tip the scales of the trade even more towards Hamilton? Well, I don't think that scales were tipped in Hamilton's favor before. I think the trade was pretty much a wash. And uh, I don't know. So does this, this is definitely like, okay, I'm going to give some, I'm going to give you this. You're going to throw it away and I'm going to go pick it up. Isn't that kind of what garage sales are all about? No. Um, Smart on Hamilton's part. Shake my head. Mark, what's your thoughts on this? Well, Hamilton definitely won this trade. They got the guy back that they traded. Um, it's like we I just we've been saying, it is a one hundred percent salary cap move. And like it's just okay, you're burying yourself even further. Why wouldn't you release some of the guys that are dead weight on the team? So you're getting rid of one of your better linemen. It just makes no sense. None. There's gotta be other guys there that are making more than he is and are not as important to the team. I'm not going to, you know, obviously not a guy like Bowman, but honestly, before I got rid of an O-lineman, I would get rid of Bear Woods. Whoa. Whoa. Did you really just say that? Yes, I would because of Bear Woods' age and now his um, injury history. The most important thing you need with young quarterbacks is a strong line. Yeah. Bear Woods isn't on offense. No, I realize that. He's a linebacker. Yeah, no, I realize that. That's why I say you release him. (laughs) Oh, you don't release Rice is what you're saying. Yeah, no, you don't release Rice. You release Woods. No, no, but Bear Woods doesn't play for Montreal. Yeah, he plays for Toronto. Oh, sorry. I he plays thinking, for Toronto. Yeah, I'm thinking last year, sorry. Um, <laughs> there are guys that you can release. I knew there was something wrong with this conversation. Yeah, so I couldn't I just put I, my I, finger I, on it. I was thinking, and, Mark, I know what you're saying, but I was thinking more like Tip Cox. Okay? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Sorry, yeah, that's the name I'm thinking. It's guys like that. Like, Montreal's an old team. You can't get rid of Bowman because he is the heart and soul of that team offensively or defensively. He's the heart and soul. So you got to keep him. But Chip Cox, outside of the odd big hit that he does that is maybe or maybe not legal, again, he's getting old. A lot of these guys are getting older. They've got to start coming up with younger players. And I'll guarantee you Cox is probably making double what Rice is. Probably. So there, there's your savings right there. And then you can I mean, play Johnny football more. I mean, Montreal made a big mistake in the offseason when they when they signed Westerman, then they traded him because obviously they couldn't afford him. They signed Tommy Campbell for too much money. He's still playing for them, but has he 
Has he been a shutdown guy this year? I don't know. You've never really heard his name, and apparently he's a cancer in the locker room this year. So, you know, there's lots of ways Montreal can go. But, yeah, I tend to agree with you. I mean, for this guy, this offensive lineman, why wouldn't you keep him around? And you just send him back to Montreal or send him back to Hamilton? Hamilton. Yep, they picked him up right away. Okay. And they had Montreal had to know Hamilton was going to do that. And I had to know. What, as far as that trade goes, you can't say who won that trade and who lost that trade. If Johnny Manziel starts or turns into a great starting quarterback in the CFL, then obviously Hamilton lost on that trade. Okay, yep. but that's the big that's the big key with it. Until Johnny Manziel does something, Hamilton looks like they won the trade, especially now since they got one of the linemen back that they got rid of. Yeah, so, but they got two draft picks, and draft picks are shot in the dark. Yeah, that's true too. That's true too. But you know, I wouldn't be putting a lot of faith in draft picks. No, never. If if they don't go to the NFL, they may not even play. They may do anything else. Charles, is this you online? I got somebody phoned in here. This has got to be Charles, buddy. Is that you? It's me. Yep. Hey, welcome to the show, man. How long you yeah, been there? Put me on hold for one second. I'm just I'm just on just put me on back on hold for one second. Okay. Wait then. That was easy. Put him yeah. on hold. Put him on hold. Um Yeah, so I mean Montreal obviously they're they're messing with all kinds of things. And you know what, this salary cap management thing, that all goes to the general manager. And once again, that's why I think Cavis Reed should be fired. Well, everybody he agrees that Davis Reed should be fired. Nobody's he arguing spent too with much you. Money. He spent too much money last year. They sucked. He spent too much money this year. They suck. Okay. Blow it up and start it over one more time, baby. Okay, I'm going to open up the mic here for Charles. You guys talk to him. I got to talk okay. to my daughter. Hello, Charles. Hello. Hello, Charles. Sorry, sorry if I'm a little bit loud. Uh, I'm in my car driving, so uh, um, yeah. So if I get a little bit loud, that's why. So I'm on my way home from Langley to Abbotsford, so it's about a forty or no, about twenty minute drive. So I'm in. How are you guys tonight? Doing great. We're good. Good. So I don't you know where the agenda. About... We're at Manzel. Or not Manzel, sorry, oh, at Landon Rice. Landon Rice. Landon Rice getting, yes. getting released and going back to Hamilton. Hmm. Well, yep. I mean, you got to think of it this way. I mean, they gave up. At the time, it looked like um, they had given up a lot, but they're getting all their guys back. So, uh, well, they got one back, and then uh, Chris Williams uh, got injured, so... The trade's looking not too bad for Montreal, so. But um, that doesn't make a whole lot of difference because, quite frankly, they don't really have a whole lot of hope. I know they're playing better right now with Manziel and then with Pipkin and stuff like that, but, I mean, in reality, are they really going all that far? They really aren't because while they're playing better, they're still not a very good football team, so... I don't know. I just heard the uh, end of Will's comments there saying that uh, 
that um, um, Kavis Reed should be fired. I said that at the end of last year. I have absolutely zero idea why they bothered bringing him back. It was um, it was a head scratcher to me. He brought in Mike Sherman, who had no CFL coaching experience, and he's coaching like he has no CFL coaching experience. So really, um, that team's a mess. And they really got to just, uh, like like Will said, blow it up and just um, um, start from scratch. Because right now, what they got is nothing as far as I'm concerned. Really? Yeah. Really? That's, That's pretty much what we all said. Yep. Well, I mean, wow. it's not hard to look at it. I mean, <laughs> they've got... They were celebrating like, like they won the Grey Cup. They they were celebrating like they had won the Grey Cup in their last game. That was their second win of the season. If you're yep. celebrating that much after your second win, you got issues. Well, unless it's week two. Well, okay, that's fair enough, but it wasn't week two. That's the problem. <laughs> yep. Well, I you got to celebrate your small victories, okay? You know what? Well, at that point, yeah. Right? Come on. These guys did so You score a touchdown, you celebrate. Even if it's 40 to 7, you got to celebrate those seven points because, you know, you don't go overboard. You don't make it look like you just won the lottery. But you do have to celebrate those because you got to congratulate the players and you got to say, hey, we did good. And move yeah, on. Yeah, you got to be happy that something good finally happened because it doesn't yes. happen that often. Yes, so I don't have an issue with them celebrating that they won a game. I Personally, if I was a Montreal fan, I'd be ecstatic that they won a game. Well, you know, I don't have a problem with them doing it. I'm just saying that if you're uh, doing it that much to that extent, that's probably indicative that your rest of your season has not gone very well. Oh, yeah. Well, their, their season hasn't gone very well. I mean, they have less points than BC. Yeah. Hard to do. I know. Yeah. Okay, so. Hmm. What do you think? William, did you talk about the Manziel here? Landon Rice. What's your thoughts here, brother? We lost Will again. I don't know. I put I put Charles on hold because he's got wind on the microphone there. So I know. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Here. So, you got any comments on this little landed rice thing? I already commented. Did you behind the did game here? Yes, I did. And we need to behind the game, of course. What's that? We need to get Charles scores. Yeah, but you know, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Charles is Charles is driving right now, so I don't know whether. Yeah, Charles wants. can send them in. Charles can send Charles, them in by tomorrow. I'll, I'll send I'll send them in after the game. That way, uh, it's not as yeah, distracting. Yep. After the game, you mean after the show? And loud. That's, yeah, I'm going to send my scores in after the game, too. I, I'm going to send mine in Monday night I after that, the long weekend. I thought that was a genius uh, plan, you know. Uh, yeah, under normal circumstances, I would say that would be pretty good. That could be perfect, yeah. 
probably not going to work. No. So I'll send, I'll, I'll different, uh, send it in after the show. Okay. That, that yeah. to me, it makes sense. I would think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's move on on this agenda then. And we are over on... We're going to run out of things to talk about because we're just like an hour into the show now and we're all got, we're, we're finished. Unless we're going to wrap the show up early and let CJ go to bed. Mind you, you know, I could just go to bed. You guys could continue talking football too, you know? You can sleep when you're dead. Come on. Yeah, I know. It's two okay. hours later here, man. What time are you getting up, Mark? Uh, 4.30. Yeah, me too. Okay. I'll Me give you three. Yeah, I know. We're all we're all stupid enough to get up that early, aren't we? Okay. Uh, except Charles. Charles is the only intelligent one here. Charles, I got your mic open again. You, you just so that you know. Yeah, I got I get up at six thirty. So. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Milt Stegall of TSN. Okay. Milt Stegall of TSN has apologized to Winnipeg quarterback Matt Nichols for the comments he made after the bomber loss last week to Calgary. Did he need to apologize or were some of these criticisms valid? I don't know why you would, I would never apologize for being correct. I get in trouble for that a lot of the time that I'm being mean or disrespectful or anything else in my comments, especially in my family. But if I'm right, how, how, how do you get mad at me? I don't know. I don't understand. Milt Stiegel is 100% correct. Should he apologize? No, he shouldn't. Did you, you like actually read the apology? Nope. What's that? Did you actually read the apology? Yeah, because it was, it was, that was story, not sorry. That was to yeah. appease the fans. It wasn't to appease Nichols. That was to no, appease no, no. the Bomber fans that are in love with the guy and worship the ground he walks on. I'm not one of them. Uh, that's all that was, was to appease the fans. That had nothing to do with Nichols, because that was sorry, not sorry. I shouldn't have said it, but at the same time, you know, it, that's really what he said. So, and yeah. I don't really care one way or the other. I'm done with this whole thing with Nichols. I want to see how he performs on the field now. I'm done with the whole thing. He's done with the whole thing. It's time to move as on. long as he keeps his mouth shut. Which but after he has. The next, after the next game, if he opens his mouth again, we're just going to trash him again. He's. I'll send you the link when I get back in the house. Uh, Ed Tate put out an article with an interview with him. So I'll send that to you. Um, it's you know whatever. what? Go ahead, Willie. I know you want to go on this I, one. I really I, don't I, care. I don't think you know what. I keep on. I keep on looking at the, the things that have happened in the last two weeks. Okay, maybe they were misunderstood. But if you remember correctly, a year ago, Matt Nichols was complaining because everybody were was calling him a game manager. Okay, quarterback. Yeah. And he was offended. Yep. He was offended by that. I don't think this guy has a backbone. Okay. I don't think he has very strong character. I think he's a bit of a bitch. Just just say it out loud, okay? And uh, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you watch if you watch the Bombers Calgary game, okay, he, he as Milt Steele said, he threw his receivers under the bus. 
in reality, Winnipeg was sending out five receivers. Uh, Calgary only played four defensive linemen, and they had seven guys in the backfield, okay? Everybody was covered. It had nothing to do with the receivers. Matt Nichols was the guy who was throwing interceptions to defensive linemen. Okay, if, if, you're gonna, if you want all the hype and all the glory, then you take all the shit and all the abuse when you don't play bad. And a guy like Mike Riley don't play good. or a guy like, or a guy like uh, Bo Levi would literally tell you on television, it was my fault, my bad, I did the wrong thing. Not Matt Nichols. So I think I, I I think he's got no character. I'm just saying, and I don't think you can win in the CFL without character. And if anybody disagrees with me, that's fine. But it's just my opinion. I don't think he's a guy who can carry a team to a Grey Cup and win it all. Oh, I've been saying that for how long, Will? Yeah, but you just and don't I get like shit on all the time for it. I just, I just, I think they got to go. And I think, you know, if you're talking about cutting your losses, you give them one more game and then you uh, put Chris Strebler in there and see what happens. That's all. I, I think the team tends to play better for Chris Strebler anyways because he's a rookie. I'm just saying. He's also you know, one and two and lost to Hamilton. Right. As well. Right. So mm-hmm. I know what you're saying, 100. percent But he's also, but he's also, he's also a rookie. Mm-hmm. Matt Nichols has been in the league for how many years? Seven now. Seven or do five, you realize, something like that. Do you realize how many Bomber fans want Streffler to play this weekend in Regina? Well, yeah, yeah but that's that's but, the that's the football idiots who 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 believe the hype. Okay, I I think I look at Chris Strebler like this. I think he has skill. Okay, to see if he's going to be a real quarterback, you got to put him in the game action and let him lose, use his skills. Because he's the kind of guy he kind of reminds me of uh, reminds me of Mike Riley because he can run like the wind. And if he learns how to read defenses, look out. My concern with Trevler is is he the next Jonathan Jennings? Okay, that's where, thing that's 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 first year. His first year, Jennings lit the CFL up, and then he became Jonathan Pickings. And he was left in too long as the starting quarterback, and I could see that happening here. Because, Will, as you well know, who is the best quarterback in any era of, from any Bomber fan? It's whoever the backup is. Well, sure, but you see, so the next backup the will be the think, best. The difference, I think, the difference between Jonathan Jennings and Chris Strebler is BC always had Travis Lule waiting in the wings, and you knew he was a proven guy as long as he wasn't injured. Okay, I don't think Winnipeg has a proven guy. Matt Nichols is not a proven guy. He's had nope. a season and a half. Okay, and he hasn't showed me that much. Yes, he's had moments, and yes, he's had good seasons. But as Christopher says, quarterback's only as good as the team. Winnipeg has a fairly good team. I just think they need the next step up. And I don't think it's Matt Nichols. It's not Matt Nichols. I've been saying that for three years. Right now, I just think he's the best chance to win. 
Nichols is. I'm not saying long-term. I'm not saying great cup. Right now, with our quarterbacks, he's the best chance to win. And okay, he does I, have a I, 665 stop. winning percentage oh, in Winnipeg. I'm sorry. What did you just say? He said he's not he's, your best chance to win a great cup? What's not the with point our defense. Playing football? Not with the whole team. Will's right. He can't, by himself, carry a team to the Grey Cup. So then why are you wasting time on him? Because he's the best. Because he's going to win you some games, and you're going to have yeah. a mediocre suit team, and you're going to be 28-0. No. no, that's not what I said, is it? County. He, he has to have that team play. Hell, when Buck Pierce was here, and we went to the Grey Cup, was it because of Buck Pierce in the offense? No. Well, it wasn't because of your defense. No, the offense sucked that year. It <laughs> was because of the defense, Christopher. It blew it in the Grey Cup. It wasn't because of Buck Pierce in the offense. That offense was one of the worst I've seen in years here. It was because of that term, defense. They dragged, they dragged the offense kicking and screaming into the Grey Cup. And they got owned. They got owned. I'm not disagreeing with that. But it, when we last went to the Grey Cup, it wasn't because of our quarterback. It was because of the team. Okay, and, and this is what – go ahead. You yourself, Christopher, say that – Bo Levi Mitchell is a mediocre, ordinary quarterback. Wow. I think he's better who than average, goes but not, the, not, not spectacular. Who always goes to the Grey Cup from the West? Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, it's so, a team effort. So my point is this, okay? Are we going to agree to the Grey Cup with Matt Nichols? He's not going to get to the Grey Cup with Matt Nichols. Not this That's year, correct. not next year, not every year. Any year. Let's just, just take this year. I don't care. Would you sure. agree or not? I, I'm agreeing okay. with that. Mark, what do you I think? I would also agree. Yeah, I'll agree. Okay. So why wouldn't you sit Matt Nichols and put Chris Strebler in there? Because I think we'll, Strebler, once he's figured out, once they fill the box with linebackers and linemen, he's not going to be able to run the 27, 30, 40 yards. That then, then, he throws the, then he throws the football. You're not going to win in the CFL with a running quarterback anyways. We all know that. Yeah, when he was made to throw, they lost two games. I know he's a rookie. I agree. And that's why I say you don't throw him to the Wolves right away. You can't. Look at Jonathan Jennings' confidence in his last part as a starting yeah, but quarterback. You, but you can't, you cannot, you cannot compare two different guys to each other when it hasn't happened for the other guy. Okay. I mean, that's just my thoughts. I mean, I'd say throw Chris Strebler in there, see what he can do, give it some games because if they lose these next two games, man, they're done. They're not even going to make the playoffs. So I, I, I'm just thinking, you know, Matt Nichols, they're not going to win anything if Matt Nichols played the way he has the last two games. 
agreed. But has he played yeah. like that the whole time this season? He's had two bad no. games. No, nope, but the thing is, he's been moaning and bitching and whining and complaining, and I think that goes to your confidence, and he doesn't look like a confident guy anymore. So It doesn't go, it doesn't go to your confidence. It goes to the team. Right now, is that team going to go to war for Matt Nichols? That's what I want to see, and that's what I've been saying. Okay. Is hey, it's a team. Are they willing to step up and go to war to defend their quarterback? Or and are they going to say, well, you know what? He is a bit of a pussy. I'm more pissed like everybody's mad at Matt Nichols because of what he said. Whatever. Like I said, I'm done with that. I'm more pissed that the only defensive player that manned up and said, I sucked was Mo Leggett. Not one offensive player, such as Darvin Adams, who dropped almost 100 yards in passes. And I'm not talking he had to reach out and dive to try to make catches. These were in his hands, and he just out and out dropped them. Not one word from him. Not a single word. That's what's pissed me off. Because if he makes those catches... He's like, they were second down passes. He makes those catches. The Dreiser continued. They were deep in Calgary territory. They were field goal range at least. That completely <laughs> changes the complexion of the game, and it gives Nichols more confidence right there. When you've got guys outright dropping passes and not coming Welcome to, to my world. the quarterback... But they're not coming to the defense of their quarterback. Mo Leggett stood up and said, that's the worst game I've played as a pro. Not one offensive player. I know Andrew Harris only ran the ball seven times. I think his average on those seven rushes was 2.9 yards. Yep. Hello? Where was his comment about... I've got to be better. Not a word. Well, that could well that could further mean that the Bombers are in trouble because it shows that there's no accountability on the team, other than Mo Leggett, no one speaking up. And in that way, they, because Nichols is the starting quarterback, a lot of the blame because he's the front man for the team gets shifted right back onto him. So that's just compounding the pressure going on to him. Agreed. 100% agreed. And I, that's and what I pissed also, me off. And, but I also think that in the Winnipeg-Calgary game, um, I think uh, Alex Singleton had, had one goal in his mind the entire game, and that was to stop Andrew Harris every time he touched the foot. Or Andrew Harris, not Andrew Harris, every time he touched the football, and he did a pretty good job of that. He did, yes. But, like we say about a third down gamble in the CFL, you've got to get one yard. When you're running the ball in the CFL, you have to get two yards at least, if not well, three. Get three. Yeah. Three. So, two point, when your did average get is 1.9 or 2.9? Or 2.9. You've got to be better than that. And well, Harris but, is and better they, than that. They also said, but they also said, um, as far as Calgary goes, Calgary's game plan whenever they play Winnipeg is stop Andrew Harris, and then they have to throw the ball. Well, he did that in BC when he was in BC too. That was their game plan. Yeah. He's never been good yeah. against Calgary. 
So then you use a different running back. There's a whole host of problems with that Calgary game. There was play calling from both sides of the ball. There was Nichols. Nichols is obviously injured still. His knee is still bugging him because for the last couple of years as our starter, when he's had to, he's ran the ball. And he's not. He's almost like Bo Levi Mitchell right now where he's just standing in the pocket. Like A lot of people are blaming the Bomber offensive line for Andrew Harris and for Nichols being sacked and this and that. And guys, he had the ball at times. If he's going through his five reads, then he's had the ball for, what, 10 seconds in his hand? No. No, not 10 seconds. Okay, seven seconds. three. Five reads? Three seconds. There was he seven, can't do that in three seconds. He shouldn't be a quarterback. There was two or three times he had the ball in his hand, in the pocket, for a minimum five seconds. Minimum. The offensive line was doing their job. Last year, Nichols would have ran. I think it's obvious. His, I'm not even thinking. It's obvious. His knee is still bugging him. And to me, that goes to coaching as well. Like right now, these last couple of games, I know it's all magnified because of the losses. These next two games are the statement on this season. Even if we go 500 on the next two games, so lose in Regina, win in Winnipeg, which is most often is what happens. I'll be okay with that. If, like was just said, if they lose both, then this fan base is going to explode. It is going to outright explode. It's already close to doing it now. They lose them both. They're finished. Well, there's still the crossover. There's always that. I know more than likely they are, but there's always that. Um, And the nice thing is, is it is against Saskatchewan. They're not as good as everybody thinks they are. We've all agreed. No, I agree. With, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that 100. percent BC beat themselves. The receivers beat BC. Saskatchewan didn't beat BC, so they're not as good as they think they are. Kelly, you want a quarterback who's having problems? Kalaros has thrown one touchdown pass in three games. Yeah, I There's don't hold value in that stat. I do. I don't. It just means that the the receiver that caught the ball was take was tackled before he got in the end zone. In the and the running game, back counted it in from the one. It's a terrible the stat. Game, to, it's terrible stat to throw on a quarterback. In the BC game, not, how many offensive touchdowns did they have? Saskatchewan, not BC. Oh, was it one? Oh, so that's a like light them up offense. One touchdown. No. <laughs> they got all their points on defense and special teams. No, they, yeah, they that's the same thing again. The, the victory on Calgary was like that. They only had one touchdown. So their on offense is their offense is in as much trouble as anybody else's. Of course it is. Nobody's disputing that. But I think but I think their defense is better than Winnipeg's by far and away. Oh no, agreed. It is. Yeah. Winnipeg's defense has to play as good as they did against Calgary. And I know everybody's oh, they gave up five hundred yards, blah, blah, blah. If they can figure out a defensive play to cut down the stuff in the middle, they're going to win. 
Speaking of defensive plays to cut down in the middle, where is what's his face? Loffler? Yeah. I think he's eaten cheeseburgers. He's disappeared the last two years. He's gone. Yeah, he has. No, agreed. He has. I'm not going to dispute that. I like the kid, but yeah, he's not. He had especially this year. He has not played well at all. I'm not going to disagree with you there at, at all. Because I mean, Calgary, you, you can see you on every can. play on Saturday, on every play on Saturday, Calgary up the middle. That's all they were concentrating on. Yep. Is throw the ball down the middle. Yep. And no, they did quite well with that. Even so, I would even say that even Adam Big Hill is not having the same impact he was earlier in the year. That's based on one game, though. He had a bad game. Yeah, and and we talked about that already. One of the things they said about about the Calgary Winnipeg game was that uh, <laughs> Winnipeg's game plan was take Adam Big Hill out of the middle, which they did continuously by swinging guys out to the side, and Adam Big Hill followed, and then the middle was open, and that's how they yeah. got rid of Adam Big Hill. So, yeah, so that's not on him. That's just smart play calling on Calgary. He did his. He was doing his job. It just yep. wasn't the right job. That's correct. He's doing the job that was designed for him, though. Yes. So that's well, that's Richie Hall. Oh, please don't mention that name. He's going to get me going, and I don't want to go, okay? Him and Cavis Reed should retire together. Yep. So. That's all I need to say about that. There you go, Christopher. We wasted some time for you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm impressed with that. <laughs> I don't know. We I, still haven't really talked about the criticism by Mitz, Matt, Milt Stiegel. Well, you know what? I, if I'm Milt Stiegel, I'm a reporter. I don't apologize ever. Sorry. He's not a I reporter, don't care. though. Well, he's a, he's a TV personality. Okay, I don't apologize. Not a chance. I say what I mean, and I mean what I say, and if you don't like it, that's too bad. Yep. yep. Yeah, and as far as I'm concerned with Milt Stiegel, uh, his basic premise, the whole point he was trying to get across was just shut up and play football. And on that point, he's 100% right. Forget the rest of the crap and play the game on the field. You get played to play football. Play football. Shut up. The only (laughs) thing that Matt Nichols needs to say in front of a reporter was, yeah, that was my fault. Yep. That's it. Oh, and that's it. Charles. Or, um, <laughs> and if, if the, you win, then the team did really well tonight. Charles, I just wanted to mention that the segment that Christopher sort of skipped over, but we've talked about it anyway, um, the newspaper article from the Winnipeg Sun, the guy that wrote that right. article has zero uh, credibility yeah. in the city. Okay, Last, I didn't know who had wrote that, so. Uh, it's Paul Friesen. Or, yeah, I think it was freezing. He last year with the Winnipeg Jets, when they started off on the four, he was calling for mm-hmm. the Jets to trade half the team. He wanted Hellebuck released. Bufflin needed to be traded immediately. Line A wasn't working out. He was a one year flash in the pan after four games oh. of an eighty four game season. And at the end of the season, fans were going at him going, so, hello, remember when you said this? He blocked 
people left, right, and center for calling him out on it. He has zero credibility. And I don't know many Sun reporters across the country that have credibility. He's one of the worst, though. When the Bombers win, he doesn't write articles on the Bombers. He'll write about the Gold Eyes baseball team here, or he'll write about the Jets. When they lose, he writes articles about the Bombers losing. He's just one of those. <laughs> That's all he is. Okay. He's just one of those. Fair enough. Yeah. No, you know, it is right, though, that they could be, if they lose both games, yeah, this season's toast. And it's collapse time. It's just the way he writes stuff. He's just—he's basically a paid troll. Is really what he is. All I know is that a lot of people were talking about the um, Lions having to track down and catch the Riders, uh, and that was last week's game that was uh, that big. It might not be the Riders. The Lions got to track down. It may end up ultimately end up being the Bombers. Yeah, things keep going in the current trend. And the crappy thing is we don't play BC again. No, yeah, I know. No, they got those games over with early. Yeah. And for the most and part, I, all I, we got we got Eastern teams for the BC Lions have the Eastern teams for most of the rest of the season. Yeah. I think we I have five, say, five I, Eastern teams coming I, up. I did that thing on all the Western teams, and I do believe out of the eight games uh, BC plays, they have three games against people with winning records right now. So, yeah. they still have a chance. They do. Sick and demented as it is. It's the CFL, baby. Well, yeah. like we keep saying, there's we know who's in first and we know who's in ninth, and then there's everybody else. And I'm not totally convinced the person in ninth is all that bad, considering they're only one game be, uh, behind Toronto right now. Oh, you gotta love the Eastern Division. Well, they were saying today on on uh, on uh, the Waggle that uh, the two biggest disappointments this year in the CFL, in their opinion, is Winnipeg and Toronto, because they were really? both deep. Toronto won the Grey Cup last year. They were both deep. I mean, some of us picked Toronto to finish first this year, um, and they haven't proved it. So, you know, I mean, you can make all the predictions wrong and right, and then you got to make the, and then you got to play the season. So, who knows what goes on? There you go, Christopher. We killed half an hour. Yeah, I know. And, and <laughs> so, I don't know. I think there's just too much shit going on about this, Matt Nichols. There's too much. I mean, I, I love Will Collins just a bitch. It's taken over the league, though. It's all that's being talked about. They're not talking about Kamar Jordan's record. They're not, talking, they're not talking about the Stampeders taking all the weekly stars this week, are they? I know. No, not like there was postings out. But even the one we put on the Let's Talk CFL page, there was like, four, I think, five comments on it. But there's a thousand on Matt Nichols. Let's focus on every single star this week was a Stampeder. Has that ever happened before? Well, one team takes all three. Well, the the thing is, people people tend to flock to the negative. It's that simple. Okay, they don't flock to the positive; they flock to the negative. 
Yeah, well, people sure. get up. People get up every single morning of their life and go on Facebook looking for confrontation. Okay, <laughs> it's that simple. It's that simple. It, it's that's fact. Unfortunately, yep, that is fact, right? Uh huh. That is the truth. And it sucks, but it's true. So can we put this one to bed? We move on. Yeah, segment Be- nine looks interesting. Actually, I wanted coach- to ask about uh, uh, um, Arsenal. You told me to move on. Well, we'll talk about Arsenal. We're not there yet. Is he coming back? No, he's gone for the season with torn ACL. He's gone for Is the he season. coming back? Oh, you mean next year? year? I see what you mean. Yes. Well, that's going to be up to Ed Herbie. Because he's been, he was injured a lot of last year too, wasn't he? No. I thought this he was. Second, like, I don't mean he was missing second, games. This is his second ACL tear on the same knee. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot of time last year where he was gutting it out near the end of the games. He was gimping. He was, every time he went off the field, he was on the bike to keep it loose. He's turning, what, 31 this year or 32? He is 30, he's 30 years old. He's turning 31 this year. Yeah. So going into next year, he'll be turning 32, and it's the ACL on the same leg, twice. I know he come back quick on one, but two? Okay. He, uh, he played 19, uh, 18 games in both 2016 and 17. He missed one game in 2015. He missed three games in 2014. And two and thirteen, he made eighteen and eighteen. Uh, there was a couple of years in there where he was not a member of the BC Lions. Two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. That's because he was in the NFL. Yep. I'm so, just wondering with the injuries, with the yeah. the same the same injury on the same leg. Like, I'm not saying I want the guy out by any means. I want him in as long as we can keep him. Mm-hmm. Hell, I was hoping the Bombers were picking him up as a free agent this year. I was desperately yeah. hoping we'd pick him up because he's the kind of guy that Winnipeg is missing. But he would. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, Charles is back. Yeah, I know. Charles is Manny Arsenault coming back to the BC Lions in 2019. Is this a career-ending injury at this point in time, or is he coming back, or is he coming back to the CFL to another club? There's a lot of options in here. Is he going to be the receiver that he once was? Second ACL injury on the same knee. Charles, if you're back, you got to answer the question. <laughs> You know, he goes he goes and types off, says, he's back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm on mute. Well, then get off. Oh, I've got you muted. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was answering the question and nobody could hear me. <laughs> hey, Christopher, how does that, Christopher, how does that taste? Oh, pretty funny. I'm good with this. I'm one. in the middle of my answer and you're like, oh, you got to answer the question. I'm like, um, I am. Okay. 
My bad. I'm taking okay, responsibility so, on that. Yeah. So uh, I don't think he's going to be the receiver. He's going to be, to be perfectly honest, I thought earlier this year, for the most part, he was already starting to show signs of slowing down. Um, and with this injury again, um, I don't think he's going to be the receiver as once was. So I have a feeling that he will not be back with the Lions. And I've been a huge Manny fan since he got here. Um, I really like um, Manny. I've always been a huge fan of his. But I think his time might be over. This is his second major knee injury uh, on the same leg in, what, three or four years? Um, I can't uh, really... I don't think it's likely that he comes back. I really think that um, he might be done. He might try and catch on anywhere, somewhere else. Uh, I can't rule that out, but to be perfectly honest, I don't think um, he'll be back with the Lions. I think uh, he's probably done and may not be back in the CFL period. I don't know that yet, but I don't think he'll be back with the Lions. I, I, I think it has a lot to do with who they replace him with in the meantime. Possibly. I you know, just don't want just... him to become a Darius Bowman. Who's just now, he's there to get a paycheck. He's not even doing anything in Montreal. That's true. Manny was too he's too good to go that way just basically getting a paycheck mm-hmm. okay so um, what does that mean uh, if, if his abilities have gone down that much he has to admit to himself that it's time and I know that's tough for a pro athlete mm-hmm and I, I know Manny Arsenal too. He's a very intense athlete, so he'd want um, he he wouldn't want I don't think to go out that way. No, neither do I. No. And you got to know I hold him in high esteem. If he's on the BC Lions, mm-hmm. and I think he I, and I love the guy. I wanted him here desperately this year. Mm-hmm. I wanted the Bombers to overspend on him big. So if I'm saying that about a BC Lion player, you got to know I love the guy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it, it's I don't want to see him hanging on. You know, it's just he's too good for that. Mm-hmm. Brandon Silster is about to be released in the NFL. Yeah. Devere Posey already has them. There's enough quarter. There's enough receivers out there of the caliber of Manny Arsenault. Bakari Grant's another one. Well, Bakari Grant's gone way past his prime as well. Probably. Brandon Zilster is not. No. So you know you pick up a high end. You 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 pick up somebody like that. uh, You you just let Manny walk. You you just don't even attempt to re-sign him next year. 
He's 31 years old. He's got a bum knee, and he's not playing up to his potential. And it's perfect timing from the Lions' standpoint to walk away from him because it's it's not Wally walking away from him. No. It's Ed Herbie. There'll be a a new new regime. Yeah. And a new coach. So BC doesn't look like they're just getting rid of one of their best guys and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So from a PR standpoint, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. There's going to be fallout no matter what. Okay? Well, there always is. There is. I mean, look at Rob Bag getting kicked out of Regina by Chris Jones. The fallout that happens from that. He's getting fallout for bringing him back. Not because they mm-hmm. didn't want him back, but why the hell did you get rid of him in the first place? In the first place. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. You he can't was old, win with remember. fans. He was old. Still is old. Yeah. And they got younger and, somehow and a few slow. months later. And slow. But if guys like Posey and Zolstra try to find another practice roster for this year, a guy like Bakari Grant is great to bring in for the short term. Yeah, I would agree. Especially if Winnipeg loses the next two games. BC's not out of the crossover spot. Bakari no, Grant isn't Bakari Grant isn't gonna get you two hundred yards passing or even a hundred yards passing probably at this point in his career. But if you need eight yards and one inch, he'll get you eight yards and one and a half mm-hmm. inches. So and you're gonna get him cheap. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want Bakari Grant or not. I don't think he's a long-term solution. I actually, I actually really like Bakari Grant. I like Bakari Grant. I wish Calgary had to re-sign him instead of letting Saskatchewan sign him two years ago because mm-hmm. I think he's a quite a good possession receiver. And you always need a guy like that. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the, the Marco Iannucci type of guy for BC. But, I mean, I know Marco's retired. But, you know what I mean? It's just he's not the Manny. He's not the Brandon Zilstra. He's not the No, of course not. Deron Carter, for lack of a better term, right? Darrell Walker. You need the headliner. You need that person. And BC needs it now more than anything. Yep. If those guys come available, if they don't, he's there as a backup plan. Yeah, no doubt. Interesting backup plan. They need something, yeah. What well, is is Mark Clay McDaniel still out there too? Yep. Yep. That's another option. Not necessarily a particularly good option, but I think he, again, as a short-term fix, might not be it's a not bad a, guy to pick up. It's, it's not a short-term fix. If you're going to release Ricky Collins Jr. right now because he can't catch the goddamn ball, I agree with you, Mark. Well, McDonald's would be a great solution there. Bakari Grant mm-hmm. would be a great solution down there. You've lost Manny Arsenault, and you're not going mm-hmm. to replace him with Bakari Grant. No. Okay, 
That's what I'm trying to say here is you, you need to go off and find some headliner. If you're going to ditch the other two idiots that can't catch a pass, yeah, I'm all over that. You bring these guys back. You bring in these guys because they are proven clutch receivers. But they're not all-stars. They're not spectacular. They're not marquee players. No. That's my point that I'm trying to make there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, you could throw the entire receiving core of BC away right now, and it wouldn't hurt my feelings. Yeah. Anyhow, segment nine. Wally Buono, BC Lions coach, says that with the creation of the AAF, which is the American what? It's the Alliance, uh, Alliance America, of American Alliance Football. Football. Yeah. The whatever. Alliance of American Football. Right. And the return of the XFL. Is the XFL really coming back? Yes. Yep. Okay. He expects not much fewer. Year, not next year, the year after. Okay. He expects much fewer NFL cuts to end up in the CFL due to the creation of these leagues. Do we think this to be true? And will it have an effect on the CFL getting NFL cuts going forward? Well, it's going to hurt the CFL in some aspects, but not in others. I think that the AAF, because it's starting next year, and because of its particular playing season, I think we're going to be getting cuts from or players after their season trying to get into the NFL or into the CFL, sorry. So I know the training camp and everything else is kind of in a push in that aspect of things. I don't know how many players this is really going to oppose. I, I, the only thing that I think is going to have to happen is the uh, the CFL is going to have to allow players to play in other leagues while under contract as long as it's in the off season. And I know that, okay, you got a player under contract and then they go and get hurt somewhere else and yada, 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 back and forth. But if you don't allow that to happen, you're going to lose. They're not, they're going to go and you're not going to get at them at all. So tough one. Tough, tough one on this one. Mark, what do you think? Is it going to affect the CFL and how bad? In, in the short term, it may. It depends on how long it's going to last. If it's a, if it lasts, yes, it will affect. Yeah, they're making basically the same amount of money. It's really not that much different. But from a tax situation, it's a huge difference. Huge difference. For the so players. May, yeah, yeah for, the, for the players. Oh, yeah, and I don't see a lot of established guys going down. But the young kids coming out of college or they've been up here a year or two, you know, your James Wilder Juniors, guys mm-hmm. like that, they're, they're going to go and they're going to give it a shot because they're at it, they're closer to home depending on especially with the way that league is doing it where it's territorial exemptions basically 
so you are closer to home and you're not getting taxed twice like you are when you play in the CFL. You're not... Um, so in the short term, it will hurt. It, I don't. I think hurt is the wrong term because <laughs> how many receivers, running backs, and like how many players come out of the college ranks in the states every year? Division wow. one, two, you know, NCAA Division one, two, and three. Thousands, probably closer to you know five, six, seven thousand, literally. Yep. So. Are we going to get the top flight guys? Maybe, maybe not. But we're still going to get talented players. Of course. So I'm not that worried about it, and I really don't think it's going to last simply because of you don't mess with the NFL and college football and high school football. So to put another league and especially two leagues in it's the Americans are just going to go sorry no Friday night lights Saturday college Sunday NFL so I don't know if it'll hurt that much I just it will hurt a bit I just don't think it'll hurt a lot go ahead William, your call, buddy. Yeah, this is what I think is going to happen. All right. The A, whatever it's called, the AAL or AFL, they're going to sign as many guys as they possibly can, veterans and rookies, or veterans and guys who've got two or three years experience in the NFL, floater guys, yada, 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 yada. And what they're going to do is they're going to eventually, within the first year, they're going to cut all the veterans and stick with guys that have been in professional football for two or three years because that's the only way that league's going to survive. I think when you're – I thought they said the minimum salary was $86,000 a season or something like that. Something yeah. like that, in, yeah. the, in In the small markets they're going into, I don't think it will survive unless they keep the salaries down. And and let's take this one step further. I and I haven't told you guys this. I ran into somebody about two weeks ago at Safeway who uh, is really, really, really high up with Stampeders. And he actually stood at Safeway and talked to me for like 40 minutes about football. And... Uh, he had an interesting take on, on two step Peters. And one of them was Bo Levi Mitchell. And he does not think Bo Levi Mitchell will sign with Calgary again. He thinks Bo Levi at the end of this year is going to end up uh, trying out for the NFL. And he's going to kick around the NFL for a year or so. And he's going to have a number of teams that he'll be on, but he'll get cut. And then the person figures he'll end up in the Alliance Football League and he won't be there very long and he'll end up going to the XFL when they start op- start up again. And we'll never see Bo Levi Mitchell in the CFL again, which is quite interesting if you think about it. 
So you heard I that here first. From, you heard that here first. And and they said the reason that it's going to happen is Bo has to take his shot. I mean, let's face it. No American kid ever dreams of being a star in the CFL as he's growing up. Nope. A guy like Bo Bo Levi Mitchell, his dream is to run out the tunnel in Texas Stadium and play football for the Dallas Cowboys. They don't think he'll get a chance there because he's not the prototypical quarterback and he's not going to get the breaks he needs and he doesn't think that he'll make it. Then we talked about another player. I don't think he's that good. Well, that's your opinion. Anyways, but there's the other thing. You don't watch the NFL, okay? They have some real shitty quarterbacks, especially second and third string. I don't know Mm -hmm. how these guys make the team. And I'm shocked that he couldn't be a second or third string. But if you think about the history, everybody's tried it. Dave Dickinson's tried it. Um, we can go down the whole list, and not many of them ever made it. They held the clipboard for a couple of years, and that was it. Now, the other person we talked about was uh, Alex Singleton. And he told me that Alex Singleton knows that he's not going to make the NFL. So he doesn't even think he's going to try. He figures he's not big enough. He's not strong enough, and he's not fast enough to be a prototypical um, NFL linebacker, and he's not he's not gifted enough to be any kind of a defensive back or free safety. So he tells me that that Alex Singleton will be in Calgary for a long, long, long time because he loves it in Calgary, apparently. So you you earlier told us that football players were really dumb. Yeah, this doesn't sound very dumb. Why? It sounds he actually sounds pretty smart by doing what he's supposed to be doing. Well, there you go. I mean, and, I'm not and I honest and I honestly thought that Bo Levi Mitchell was in the CFL for as long as it that he has because he was smart enough to know that he's not going to make it in the NFL. Yes, but then but then you get to a league and you're on the top of the league, and let's face it, regardless of what you think, how talented he is, he's been on the top of the league ever since he's been a starter, okay? And people tell you things, and then you start thinking that maybe I can. Maybe I can. I mean... Listening to his own press clippings. Well, no, 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 but you think about it, okay? Are you happy to be in the CFL for X amount of years and do really well, or do you get bored of that? And do you want to take another step up? I mean, if you just think about, think about it in your personal career, haven't you ever tried to take another step up when you get bored with what you're doing? I do that all the time. You know time. what I mean? Right. How about, and how about you? All the time. I'm never happy. Okay. And especially I, I mean, from Texas. Right. And and he grew up with football. And you think about it, you know, he wants to – I mean, the ultimate for every American kid is the NFL, regardless if they think the CFL is good or not. I agree. They want to get up there. They want to make the big bucks. They want to be and part of the money machine. 
Okay. It's pretty simple. Christopher, did you happen to see what um, the Green Bay quarterback just signed for on his extension? No, that's four years. What was it, Charles? One hundred and thirty-four million. I believe so. Yeah, four with years. Hundred million, with hundred million. Getting me with a hundred million guaranteed. Now, do you see why Bo Levi Mitchell wants to try to get into the NFL? No, he's not making that money. No, no, no. But, but even if he gets on as a third stringer, he's, he's making more make than the CFL. Yeah. No, he's not. He's probably making he's probably making triple what he makes in the CFL. No, he makes about four hundred fifty thousand dollars in the CFL. He's not going to make much more than that as a third string quarterback. That's a league minimum. Right? Sure. I believe you. Who's going to be paying their third-string quarterback more than minimum wage? I'm just curious. I'm looking this up right now to see quarterbacks. Uh, Right now, um, I'm just looking at, just for an example, the third-string quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, a guy by the name of Mike Glennon, Makes two million dollars a season. Holy there you go. Shit. There Holy you go. Their, their, their fourth stringer makes five hundred thousand. The guy that doesn't American. even dress. American. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing. The third stringers down there still make a lot of money. Wow. And you wonder why so, these borderline guys go down there? Yeah. And there's a pension plan. That's and you only have to play four four seasons or something like that, and you get a full yep. NFL pension, which is obscene, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the NHL the NFL pension is like one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's money to be had there. So I can't blame the guy for giving him a shot and. You know, he probably, Bo Bo probably listens to this podcast, and you've probably heard his feelings numerous times, Kristen. So you're the reason he's leaving. Yeah. Bo knows. Bo knows, Dick. Bo knows. Bo knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. So remember, this is the same as Mike Riley going to Toronto. You heard it here first, okay? (laughs) And and we also don't know what the CBA is going to do to a lot of things next year. That's that's the other thing too, because that I think is coming up, and that's going to be uh, that's a big question mark. Yep. Because if it's not good, some guys might walk away or go try and yep. play football elsewhere. So we've already got guys in the CFL walking away after one or two years. Yeah, and that's before the CBA is up. If they don't, I really think we may have a delay in the season next year. Uh, yeah, I, I doubt it. I, I'll still believe it when I see it. Me too, but it's they're they're pissed off. You know, they are pissed off right now. This is the strongest I've seen the Players Association here in a long time. 
usually they're happy to get their $1,000 a year raise. True. But the thing is, yeah, they look strong now. It's a year away from anything happening. As they get closer to the possibility of missing out on paychecks, and oh, yeah. it happens almost in every league, uh, the resolve and the closeness of the Players Association, it kind of starts to disappear slowly as you get closer and closer. Slowly? Okay, almost overnight, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. I I think that if the CFL players go on strike, they're going to destroy whatever they have here. Yep. They might end up with a worse deal than they have to begin with. Yep. They're going to. So, Christopher, just so you know, um, the average salary for all quarterbacks in the NFL is $5.786 million, which is a median income of about $1.1 million. Oh, I know, but so, you're, you're averaging people who are making thirty million. No, I I realize that. I realize that. So, right. So, okay. Well, we're getting pretty close to the end of the show, and uh, what are we going to do? About three minutes left over here. Two minutes, 18 seconds. I can kind of wrap this thing up and we can do it. I got a big shout out here and this is one of the ones that you never like to do. Uh, one of the BC Lions, um, the Fee Lions, it was Mary, wasn't her name? Yes. Uh, just uh, just lost her battle with cancer. We lost one of our uh, cheer team members. So big yes. shout out to the the family and uh, friends of uh, of Mary and uh, we're thinking of you. I hate things like that. Okay, let's uh, run this one up. This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number two hundred and seventy six. I've been your host Christopher Jones, and ah, we got to talk football, and it was kind of fun. We just got to banter around about a, about a bunch of different things. None of us agree on them. I, I think Matt, Matt Nichols is a bomb. Mark doesn't. Uh, you know, we could say the same thing about Bo Levi Mitchell. Yeah, Will doesn't. Uh, we say the same thing about about anybody. Somebody's going to disagree with it. So, you know what? We're just going to have fun and agree to disagree and talk banter and yell, scream, throw football around. Ah, anyhow. Say good night, Charles. Thanks for showing up. Good night, folks. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming in. And we will uh, talk to you, I guess, this weekend after all the games. Mark. Good night, everybody. Can't wait to kick some green ass on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Will, say good night. Good night, everybody. I love the intensity of Labor Day games, and I cannot wait. And go Owls. Go Owls, yeah. And Chris, out there, hope everything works out for you, buddy. You take care. Enjoy. Good night.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.